Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Four Blades. Not in the pub, unfortunately, but joined with a special guest. I'm John, and as always, I'm joined by Phil. Good evening, everyone. Dan. Evening, all. Ian. Ian's uh, kind of... Oh, there he is. Uh, and we're delighted to be joined by, well, needs no introduction, but Mr. Glenn Hodges. Good evening, sir. Yeah, evening. How you doing? Good to, good to have you on the pod. Um, not trying to build anticipation uh, for the listeners particularly, but in our group chat, when Phil had been in touch with you and you'd agreed to come on, Ian sent a GIF from Anchorman uh, where uh, Will Fell had a rather large erection. So to say that we're excited to have you on here is an understatement, mate. So it's really good. Um, and with that, GIF as context, Ian, I think it's only right that you kick things off with what we're going to talk to Glenn about this evening. I don't know how to follow that, to be honest, but, you know, I'll put it into context. And I think um, Dan and, and Phil, I mean, I think, John, you saw Glenn towards the end of his time at United. But I think for me, um, it's the, the excitement tonight is talking to probably one of the top three most talented footballers I've seen wear a red and white striped shirt at Bramall Lane. And just to put that into context, for, for those younger listeners um, who didn't necessarily see Glenn play, you you miss something. You absolutely miss something. Something fantastic. So um, on that basis, we're absolutely delighted to have you with us. No, thank you. Yeah, if I'd have known he was going to start like that, I'd have been on sooner. <laughs> I think I think um, maybe what we'll do is, is perhaps take it... Um, just take it initially back to your Wimbledon days, because I think one of the constants um, throughout your career, obviously, was, was Dave Bassett, who brought you into, foot, yeah. into professional football at Wimbledon and obviously upwards at Watford United um, and beyond. But um, So, I mean, obviously, how did you how did you get your first break in football, Glenn, at Wimbledon? Well, it, it went, probably at the time it went before that, I was um, I, I lucky enough playing at South London with football, so... It was it was full of clubs. Uh, Palace there was Palace. There was Chelsea. I went to as kid Fulham. I was there. I was doing I was doing the rounds. I would go evening training Tuesday Thursday. You was able to play for your school and your Sunday team with your mates on the weekend. Not like it is now. So uh, you know I was, I was I was quite privileged to play for a good team as well. So we were strong in the Surrey area. We won the Surrey Cup. Uh, probably four or five of that that team went on to play professional football. So and I'm talking about under twelves. You know that's when I first got discovered. So it was basically Chelsea was the was the go to place, um, and uh, I was there for I was there for four years. And then when it, when the, the time came when I had to choose, I had to choose. Well, I was lucky enough. I had, I had a couple of choices. Well, end up being an apprentice uh, scholarship as it is now, and um, Chelsea was one, and Wimbledon in the fourth division. So you can imagine now it's like Premier League and League Two. So Wimbledon were mid table in League Two, and I walked out of Chelsea. To join Wimbledon. I mean, the reason behind that was uh, a fellow called Dario Grady, who people know. He was a fantastic coach, a fantastic football man, and, and you know he he was uh, he gave me my debut, and he he started me started me off. So he got me in, and then Dave Bassett came on after that. Uh, fun enough, I used to play with with Harry. We played in the same team. He was the reserve team manager. He was playing manager, and I'd play alongside him. So, and that was a sixteen year old schoolboy. So um, you know, it was a, it was a it was a tough school. You learnt quick. You playing with people like that. It was a great education. It was a bit of a clogger, wasn't it, as a player? Yeah. Oh yes. He used to have. I don't know if you get him on here. It's a, he used to have a big diamond, not a diamond, a big gold ring on his finger, and you'd have to take your jewellery off there. 
and it had this ring and it was only for one one reason and that was to obviously try and inflict a bit of damage on people and hurt people and he used to swear with this ring and he, if things used to be arms would be flailing and you know but some of the things he did I think he was out he got, he got sent off once uh, and he started a riot he got sent off and in the dressing room he find himself a fibre which uh, <laughs> you know he, 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 I, that was that was a funny moment when he actually find himself a fibre for causing a 22 man brawl and getting sent off as a second example as player manager for the reserves so you can imagine that you can imagine you know what what sort of a game and what sort of a player and character he was. Who was that for, Glenn? Was that Sutton? No, that was Wimbledon. That was Wimbledon. Oh, was that Wimbledon? Sorry. Yeah, it was playing. He was playing. He was just coming into his career. I think he was a, he was a top amateur player. Harry Clayton, England amateurs. You know, what won a lot of what won a lot of uh, you know went through the league, went through that. He was, he was playing. He was a real good player. And he was a bit old when he. I think he turned down. I think he turned down league football because he had a great job. He had a, insurance brokers. He had a few things going, and he was doing well at football. So I think he. he and then, but when they when they actually got in the league, in I think it was seventy seven, he had probably two years there. Seventy seven probably had a. Had, had, but it was the end of his career, and he'd had a few broken legs, and he wasn't the player he was. But you know, he was a top top amateur, and one of them ones who, um, who, who you know didn't didn't get make didn't, didn't get his foot on the pro ladder. But you know, probably wasn't bothered because he he made such a a good job of his uh, of his career away from football. Did you, um, were you one of these players then who, who's always had the same position or when people are coming through, did you end up playing up front in defence? Oh, you play, yeah, you played there. That's part of the education. I mean, that's part of the, 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 the Chelsea thing. I could turn up and play play right back and then uh, and play, you know, centre centre half. And, and I weren't bothered. I, you, know, they, they, you know, I got taught to play football and taught to be able to handle the ball and to use the ball and, into, and have confidence and enjoy it. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think he was able to, Obviously, I was very one-footed, as you may remember, but I was able to play in lots of positions, and it was just all part of education. So, you know, it, it, it bred uh, quite bright, intelligent, thoughtful players, and and uh, you know, it was, it was a massive, massive help to me that that era. I think I read something where uh, Dave said that you, your dad said to him that you needed a firm hand. Is that right? You, you, yeah. Or is it something that Harry plays on a bit? No, 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 no. I mean, I pulled my dad's leg now. He, he never, he never got a well done. It was never good enough. We'd have rows. In fact, two, two little stories. Two stories. I tell you. Once we played Fulham away, and I had a bad back, and I was struggling with this back injury, and and on the and I was, I think I was about seventeen, just got in the team, seventeen, eighteen, and I came home. I was living at home then. I came home on the Sunday, and my dad went to the game, and he, he wasn't happy, and he told me, and. And he said, because I didn't expel enough energy. He was, a, he was an hard worker. And he thought I should just run around like an this chicken. And he said to me, you go and cut the lawn. You need to cut the lawn for me today. So I went and cut the lawn. I'm having to keep stopping because to, to, my back was that bad. On the Monday, I went to, uh, I went to the, the um, specialist, had an X-ray. I had a stress fracture in L5. I was out for three months. So I, so I did milk that when I came up. Absolutely milked it. I was on a settee. And I was making that look what you've done to me. So I made him feel guilty on that one. But the other one, because he kept criticising me and I'd leave tickets for him. I said, I'm not going to leave tickets anymore, anymore for you. You can pay. And I turned up once and uh, I didn't leave a ticket. And at dinner on a Sunday, I said, uh, I said, did you get your tickets? He said, no, I had to pay. I went, good. I said, I made you pay. Now you pay some of my wages. You can give me some criticism. Apart from that, uh, so, you know. I made him pay. He wasn't happy about that. But listen, he was. I'm painting my dad in a, in a bad picture. He was just a wholehearted effort, and he couldn't understand why I wasn't. He said to me, "He said to me, sometimes you know, only that you see 
you'd see steam coming off the players' heads when it was cold and they were sweating. He said, why don't you ever had steam coming off your head? I went, Dad, listen, don't worry about it. Everyone will be all right. So I painted <laughs> a bad picture. He's brilliant, and he, but he wasn't our taskmaster. But that's for me. That's my brother, two brothers as well, and they didn't, they, they did, whatever they did was never good enough. He was always, always pushing, always pushing, which was a good thing. So that's cool a quote, I think, isn't it? Pardon? That's what dads are for. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he never forgets that that one when I've done my back and I've had my, my fracture. I'm, 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 I'm never, I still I still mention it now. And he, he's not happy about it, but I'm only pulling his leg. He didn't, he worked enough. I saw a thing where Dave Bassett said that he he needed that you needed him and he needed you. Is that is that right? Did you bring the best out of each other in your own roles? Yeah, there's a certain trust. I think mean, uh, there's a certain trust. I, I, I think it goes back, you know, you, you go, and go back to playing with him. And I think, I mean, when I went into my coaching career, I was lucky. You know, I, I stepped straight into coaching, finished at 36, and went to um, I went to Barnsley. And I'm from Barnsley, uh, I had three years. And even when I went to Blackburn after that in the Premier League, I was still able to join in. And when you can join in, when I could join in training, you get a better idea. You you understand. You you get an under who's who's good players and who understands the game. You can stay on the side and miss things, but I felt so. I mean, I, you know, I, I didn't join into the detriment of the players. If there was a spare order, I'd always try and make sure there's an odd number so I'd play or I'd be a floater and I'd be in there amongst them and I could see. And I think when when Harry played with me, a, a sixteen year old, uh, and then you know, obviously the journey we went on with Wimbledon. Um, and he, you know, I think I think I got his respect, and he knew that he knew that you know I could do a good job, and and you know, and I, and I knew exactly what he wanted. That was the easy one. That's why I think a lot of Wimbledon boys come up to Sheffield United. You know, it was they they knew exactly what what he wanted. You know, and we knew exactly how to win games and what we needed to do to to uh, you know to to you know be be uh, keep ourselves up as it were, or even go promotion when Harry took over when he went down into the old third division. Um, and I was at both them games and Bristol City games. I was at both of them games watching that. And I, that was as a, I don't know where I was. And I was still at, was I still at Wimbledon? Yeah. What year was it? You'd probably be Newcastle, but it would have been 80, 87, 88. I've gone to Newcastle to Watford. So, you know, yeah. I, I came and went to the Bristol City game and I came up for the Bristol City game. So it was 88. It was yeah. 88. with <laughs> me, Vinnie, Brian Gow, and Mark Morris went up. Vinny just won the cup. Uh, Brian Gow had been dropped because he got sent off in the quarterfinal for Wimbledon. Me and Mark Morris, Mark Morris was at Watford with me and we came, we went to both games and we came up to Sheffield and we came up for the game, I think it was on a Wednesday night and we didn't go until the Sunday night. So that's the, our first, uh, <laughs> our first, our first foray into the, into the Sheffield nightlife and uh, yeah, it was good, 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 good few days. Did, did, didn't you have a night out hands before you played Wednesday once at Wimbledon? Yes, <laughs> yeah, that was that was my last ever, that was our, my last ever game for Wimbledon. Uh, we stayed in the Hallam Tower, so uh, uh, Harry said we can go out. We was we were comfortably. I think we were sixth in the division, so there was no problem. And we went out, and we had because everyone was on the grass. It's a lovely, lovely barn even in in, in May. And I think Mark Chamberlain was there. He was injured, but he was there, and he couldn't believe he was watching it. We were smashed and having drinks and that, and fun, you know, but proper going for it. You know, and I think he must have gone in their dressing room on the on the Saturday ringing, boys, they're, they're, they're drunk, they'll be unloaded, you got it, you got them in the bag. Anyway, we won 2-0. Uh, <laughs> I, I scored at their, their cop in. I think that was my last ever kick of the ball for Wimbledon. 
So yeah, it was uh, yeah, great great day. That was good weekend. Already. Always destined to come to Sheffield then. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You touched so, on then about uh, the Sheffield United and Wimbledon connection. There must have been some good players in that Wimbledon side when you got there or during your time, like you say. Just those four that you mentioned there all ended up at Bramall Lane and there was loads yeah. more. Yeah, I, I, I think it went before then. I mean, it went before then. You, it, it doesn't happen now. I'm watching football now and, I, and, and I, there's no, I don't know how the young boys, there's no communication. There's no, I got in the team and I was playing with these senior pros who'd been around the block and knew it, you know, and, and and if you made a mistake, you got told and you learned quick and you, and, and, and they, they put you on the straight. It was like serving a proper apprenticeship. You got knocked into shape. Nowadays, Nowadays, I don't see too much communication. I don't see anyone, you know, they're rowing with each other, any teammates cajoling or trying to get the best. Obviously, you know, they all want to win and it's all that. But, you know, it was it was, it was was before that. And Mark Morris and, and, and Vinny, because he come from the, 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 the non-league and he didn't join us till we got into the first division. And Brian Gale, we went to the same school as me, Gailey. So we'd come through that, that sort of period where, you you know, you, 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 you knew your job. And you knew if you did, you let anybody down, then woe betide, you was in mass, you was in trouble. So when you left Wimbledon um, and you had your brief, brief spell at Newcastle, how come it didn't yeah. work out for the northeast? I don't know. I, don't know. I think I think I went up there. I went up there, um, and and it was different, completely different, completely different. You know the training. But I wasn't really that fit. The training wasn't hard enough, and again, I'm, I, I, I needed pushing, as, as it's already been spoken spoke about. I went up there, and, and and it was just it just didn't work, and we didn't we didn't start great, and there was a bit of pressure on the man. And every you know Newcastle, there's always pressure on every manager that goes up there, uh, as we've seen recently. So it was it was just it, it didn't it just didn't happen. And um, and to be fair. I got offered. I got offered a chance. Harry, Harry's coming. Actually, I spoke to Dave Bassett. He was at Watford in that summer, and I turned. I turned Harry down to go to Newcastle. Um, funny enough, so I just thought I'd go. You know, I just something appealed to me up there. I think playing in front of four, five, six, seven thousand people at Wimbledon, all of a sudden going to St James's Park and playing in front of you know full houses and and you know and really enthusiastic mad jewelries appealed to me. But it, it just it didn't it didn't work out. And uh, and I, I put it bowed too early. I bowed to her. I could have probably stuck it out. Although, when the manager tells you that you're not in his plans and you're better off, you know, if you don't go, you're going to be in his youth team, then you probably make a decision to go. So, uh, there you go. You, you you say about like you know that you don't see certain things nowadays. A lot of a lot of players in the position you were in then, where you know you get your move, and then it's not worked out. That can often mean like you start dropping down the divisions, the careers over and stuff. But obviously that. That back then, when you when you made that move back down south, obviously you went on to make hundreds and hundreds more league games. Yeah. So it's, it's just such a contrast because so many they, they always say, don't they? So many good players just don't make it after that one transfer or one move and things. But obviously, you had obviously played plenty of times for Wimbledon before you went up there. But by the sounds of it, from um, what they say anyway, the training facilities at Newcastle now haven't been improved since you were probably there in the eighties, and that's one of the biggest problems they've got up there. I think. Well, I tell you what, I, I remember we signed Mirandina. I don't know if many, many of the listeners remember Mirandina joined in '87, uh, first Brazilian to play in the in the top division, and uh, and to you know you went to go training at Bamwell was, was then, and you couldn't get in the car park because all the fans were in their park. So the fans were parked in the car park. You had to park in the street. You couldn't get in. 
and then and then the crowd and the play the fans were all around the ground around the around the training the training ground you're training and then they're all around the side of the pitch so I think I must have been the only man to get booed on the Saturday and booed Monday to Friday at the training ground <laughs> <laughs> It was mad, honestly, absolutely mad. I couldn't believe it. Obviously, you, you couldn't have been at Watford long before, because obviously Harry didn't last long at Watford, did he? Under, under no. Elton John. No. Um, so you two would have, like, even if he brought you down there, you two would have been like ships that passed in the night, really, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah well, yeah, it, it was a bad, you know, I, yeah, you, 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 there was an opportunity to come back down south and uh, the information you got was going on and I was okay. I needed to get playing and... and, and I needed to come back down and, and get playing. I knew, and it was comfortable. It was an opportunity. Average gave me to to come back and and obviously took it and joined in. But it was funny because it was a it was a complete. I think I think the Watford one was a disaster because he, he followed obviously Graham Taylor, which uh, Graham Taylor had done a fantastic job, and, and all the players were fiercely loyal and the way he played and the way it was. And Harry's come in and sort of upset the apple cart and and just said we're doing this way and. Uh, and he did, and I think a few of the players didn't really buy into it. So that was a tough one. So, yeah, I, I, I came. I'm mean, going to end up having two and a half years. I stayed on for another two years after he got the sack um, and, and, and and quite enjoyed it. It was it was OK, but it was uh, it was difficult. It was difficult. And I, I, I didn't help him as much as I should. I remember once we were playing Tottenham away and um, and I, I, I lost my head and I, he took me off right in the tunnel. Um, it took me, it took me off and threw me down the tunnel. At White Hart Lane, and I'm in a dressing room on my own. And the next thing, Frenchy's come. Derek Frenchy was the visitor at Sheffield United. He he came up with us. He's come in. He was at Watford with us. He's come in the room, and I went, Frenchy. I said, I ain't injured. I'm all right. He went, No, no. He said, I've been sent off. So in the melee, the physio's <laughs> been sent off. And if you ever get a chance to ask Derek French, it made one of the bongs on News at Ten. News at Ten bong. Watford physio sent off at White Hart Lane. He's actually been one of the bongs at News at Ten, and that that's the story. And he got sent off. So I think it wasn't long after that that, that uh, Dave obviously uh, had to leave. Yeah, I think we need to get Frenchy on here, don't we? I think, oh, he, I think he'd have plenty of stories to tell. You I? do. I'm, just, I'm coming down for the QPR game on the Monday night. He's, he's invited me down. He does He does TC's room, I think. So I'm uh, I'm going to come down. I'm coming down there. I'm going to bring me, me, Paul Beasley, and our wives are coming down for the night. So, uh, I'll t yeah, you should do. I, I should pass on his number. He's, he's, he's good value, Frenchy. I want to get Beasley on as well. Yeah, well, again, after, after the thing, I'll send you the numbers. No problem. I've got Gannon, Tracy, you contacted them. Uh, um, Tracy, I've spoken to. I know Tracy kind of put through my work anyway. Right. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure about Trace being on here. I don't know what your thoughts are, but certainly Gannon. Gannon, I think, would be good about you. But Trace well, Gannon, is... Yeah, Gannon's, Gannon. I mean, it's, it's also what Gannon's doing now. It's interesting what he's doing now. He's, yeah. He's working for me. You know, he's got a great job at Man City, so... I mean, they're, they're, they're good value. They're, 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 it's funny when you all get together. It's like they wrote. Harry, Harry and Wally wrote a book on on the, on the Wimbledon days. And when I mean, I, I couldn't go. They 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 meet. They all met in the pub. And if someone would trigger a story, you'd forgotten or you'd remember. You'd tell them. So, so when you get people like that, you know, you're talking and the things throw you. Then you remember stuff because there's a lot of stuff I've forgotten. And you think I don't remember that. I don't remember that. I've turned it off. Oh, maybe got some to jog your memory in a bit that Carl's asked me to ask you. So, <laughs> see, you, were, you had a pretty decent goal scoring record at Watford. You're pretty much one in four in the league. Um, yeah, it's pretty like for midfielder those sort of figures. You these days, 
you'd be on you'd be in the gossip column that everyone in the everyone in the top flight be looking at you. Well, I, I scored. My, my my record for Wimbledon was good. I mean, I was playing as a winger then. I was playing an out and out winger, and we were bomb, you know. And I was well, probably I say I, when I first came up to Sheffield United as well, I suppose. But I was scoring a lot of goals. In fact, one season, uh, one season I scored nineteen goals for Wimbledon. Um, for Sam Herman, who was the chairman, we had a bet. I think it was, it was something like two. If I get twenty goals, he's going to give me two thousand pounds. And Wimbledon, we were on peanuts, and we were we were playing Burnley away. I think it was in the third division. Burnley, anyway, it was the last game of the season, and I was on eighteen. And after first half, I've scored. So now I've scored my nineteenth goal. Sam, a man, the chairman, comes in the dressing room, says to me, "Do you want to do you want to go for four thousand, or do you want to take fifteen hundred now?" I said, "I'll take the fifteen hundred now." <laughs> not not. I shoot, it was a bad shot, not really confident enough. I thought I'll just take whatever night out on that for the boys. So he actually, we're, we're, he's counting out the money, but they're trying to, they're starting second half, and I'm not out there because I'm counting the money out for Sam. So Sam's got the wad out of his book and he's giving me 1500 quid. So they're waiting for me to come up. I said, hang on, just get this money, got the money, put it in my pocket, and went and played the second half. And I'm pleased to say I never scored in the second half, I'd have been devastated. So I was, uh, I was 1500 quid up. But yes, yeah, so I, I was always, I had an eye for a goal, I had a few goals. It just dried up a little bit later on. In my career, I didn't score as many, but yeah, I, I was all right. I was all right in, in front of goal. Summer of 1990, um, obviously you ended up moving to Palace, but you had a chat with Harry because we just got promoted. That was our promotion back to the top flight for the first time in best part of 14 years, I think it was, that yeah. we've been absent. And uh, how come, what, why and what drove the decision to go to Palace at that point? Well, that's the same, exactly the same again. It was, you know, the contract was up like it was at Watford three years later. My contract's up like it, like, you know, uh, sorry, like, uh, yeah, for joint Watford when I went to Newcastle and Watford, then the Watford contract was up and I was out, I was out of contract. I mean, I went up, I came up to speak to him and, I, that's, and, I, and I, brought, I brought an agent up, a fella called Eric Hall. And Harry was absolutely fuming because, you know, you, I know that, you know, you knew it, Harry, I did, Harry, um, you shouldn't have bought an agent. What are you bring an agent for? I just said, oh, Harry, this is quite a big move for me. I want to make sure that the agent's getting the best out of it. As he was, in fact, the negotiation, we're in his office and he, he said the offer and Eric's gone, no, what about that? They went, no, get out. Don't worry, I'm not interested. It literally lasted five minutes, five minutes. And then Eric all said to him, can we come from the train? Can we have two first-class tickets back? He went, I ain't paying yours. He said, I'll pay Glenn's. Now get out. He threw us out. He was fuming that I've walked him with an agent. Um, anyway, but, you know, but listen, you don't, you don't make grudges. It was, it was all right. But then I went to Palace. The reason was Palace was Steve Koppel was the, Steve Koppel was the manager. They just played in the cup final and lost, lost Nary to Man United in a replay. So um, I'm thinking, you know, Koppel being a winger and Koppel being, I just thought it'd be, it was just, it was just quiet. It was a bit not 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 say not sexy, but it just appealed to me in a professional way. Just thinking, you know, it might I might get something more. I mean, I know what I was going to get from Harry. Knew what he's going to get from me. Now Steve Coppel, England international, got some good players at Crystal Palace, and I might I might you know there could be something else to. You know, I always wanted to learn, always wanted to improve, and I just felt it would it would be a good fit. But um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't really to be. It was a good side that that Palace side, like like you said, it got to the cup final. You had yeah. And right and bright and people like it. Yeah, right and bright up front, Jeff uh, Jeff Thomas. And it, it, was, it was it was some good players. Nigel Martin, Thorny was there. I mean, it was, there was some it was a good side, a real good side, and and and, and he was good. But couple um, you know, it, again, it didn't work out. And and uh, it's funny, sometimes it's it's funny I mean it might be all careers, but I, and I get 
they didn't work out Newcastle, didn't work out a Palace. But then the sort of sudden, you know, you go and it like, you know, Wimbledon was a good fit. Watford was decent two and a half years, although, you know, I tried to leave and then two and a half years to move on. But then Sheffield United fit was, was a great fit. And uh, I enjoyed some of the best football playing for, for the, the Blades. So when did, when did you first hear about that? Because obviously you didn't come sign permanent initially, did you? No, again, well, again, because 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 all, all the lads were up here and all the all the, I wasn't playing for Palace, and I, but I was in the, I was fit because I, I I got injured in pre-season, and I, I wasn't in a good place, and and but I got I did extra training and I, and I was flying, and in fact, I come up to I come up to Sheffield United v Forest with a first win. Remember that first win? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I came up, um, and uh, and and I, st- I stayed up. I arranged to go out with Barnsley, Vinny. Uh, I think Bees, Gans and Trace, got Mark Morris, and we went to Darnall Labour. Is it Darnall Labour Club? Darnall Labour Club. I'll never Davey forget Sports, it. it. Pardon? Baby Sports Club at Darnall, maybe. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's Darnall. It was one of it was something like that. Anyway, but it, um, there was a band. There was a band. My my wife's side of the family had this band. I says, "Come on, we're going to watch the band." So we all went there, and then Vinny booked them for their Christmas party, for the for the Sheffield United Boys Christmas party. So uh, and I said uh, and I, I ain't got a table for that. I said, "There you go." And I'm having a table. So I came up. Well, I was playing with Crystal Palace. I came up for the Sheffield United players' Christmas party. Uh, so it was. It was always. And I had no idea. This was in December. I had no idea in January I was going to come up and play. Um, so all I just know that when the opportunity came, um, opportunity came to come up here, I, I needed to be playing, and uh, and it worked out fantastically. With obviously what happened. What was, the, what was it? Sorry, Ian. Go on, I was saying we obviously what happened at Newcastle and then Palace. We used always somebody who, when you had a few friendly faces with you in the dressing room, you played your best football. I know you were saying you want to learn to try new things, but we do feel you always at your best, more, most comfortable when you had some lads uh, around who you, you you got on with. Well, I knew a lot of the Palace lads. I knew a lot of them. Yeah, I, I know I knew them, so that wasn't wasn't so much that. Um, it wasn't so much that Newcastle. Uh, Newcastle, yeah, I, I mean, I should have stuck it out, really. You know, I, I jumped too soon. Yeah, you, you, you just got to be. And again, you, at the end of the day, you got to back your ability. So why it wasn't work, it wasn't working out then, it worked out then. And initially, I was come, I come to Sheffield United on loan, so I'm coming on loan. It wasn't permanent. I needed to play. I'm coming on loan into the into the first division. Then, well, you know, to turn to be Premier League, and 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 that's why I was once. So I come up with um, just an attitude of. Get playing and get myself fit because I, you know, I, I had a bad preseason. I had, I had a bad, probably seven or eight months, seven or eight months, even longer. So I knew, I knew that I, I had to do something, and it was a, it was a platform for me to just to kick on wherever that led me. It was just, it was great to come up and play, and and it, you know, it, 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 I, I loved it right from the right from the start, right from the word word go. It was brilliant. You arrived at a club where obviously, like you say, that Forest game was that first win. We'd wait until just before Christmas for that first win of the yeah. season. I mean, what was the mood like with with the guys you knew up here? You know, was it no, were they down or was there still a, a general feeling no, we can turn this around? It was, it was, it was, there was. It was you, I wasn't walking into a relegation, you know, a relegation. You know, there was no fear. No one ever spoke about relegation. No one ever. It was no, not doom and gloom. And we're going, oh, we've got them Saturday, and we've got them. Oh, what we got? It was, it was, it was the furthest from that you could you could believe. I mean. Oh, I was. I'm thinking about it, and, and I don't know whether you look around that dressing room and see how many actually played played in that top flight. 
you know, have come from they've gone from the third division, gone up to the second and banged straight up into the into the into that division. And how many actually played? So I think it took a while to, you know, you, you, you're always a bit, am I, am, I, am I good enough to play here? I'm now playing against people I've seen on the telly week in, week out, playing at international level. So I just thought it was a, just a little bit, there was still, still belief, but it took a little bit to think, actually, we're all right here. And, that, you know, beat Forest, then, then, then beat Forest, then we had another couple of good results, then went on that, went on that seven, seven wins on the trot. Yeah. It, and all of a sudden, it was just that just the ignition it needed. It was just that little bit of belief that maybe was lacking, and a little bit of luck you need that. But I never walked into a dressing room where it, you ever felt relegated. It was never going to be relegated. It never even got mentioned. It was just, you know, it was such an upbeat, positive, great personalities, and and, that, and I think that's that was key. That was key. When we kicked on that run early in the new year, just after you, you joined. Um, you were in the goals and you got your first goal against Derby. Um, do you want to describe your celebration on that for those who perhaps haven't seen it? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm more concerned on the little ball boy who I landed on that, see how he was after. No, to, to be fair, I'll, the ball, the ball's bounced up, shielding in goal, which is always nice to score against top goalkeepers like that. Smashed it in the cop end, dream start. I think it might have been my first game as well, dream... First home game, I know we played City away. The home debut scored at the cop and right at the end, and then got yeah. weren't sure whether to to hurdle it or to step on the on the uh, the what do you call it the um, oh, advertising audience. Advertising I weren't sure. I caught in two minds anyway. Made a wrong decision and and just tripped and tripped over it and fell fell onto the ball boy. But uh, yeah, I mean I, 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 I don't mind I don't mind seeing that celebration because it. It's at the uh, end of uh, a, a very important and, and great goal that that uh, give us a deserved win and got us off the bottom. I think. Yeah, I love I love how the week after you scored against Southampton and and kind of went up to the advertising yeah. and kind of touched yeah. it and went nah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I learned a lesson. Then. Yeah, yeah. How how long into the loan did you kind of think? Yeah, this is this has got a good chance of being permanent. And was it? Did you think that quite quickly that it could become? Yeah, no, but I've got told. I mean, to be fair, it was, it was always a bit along the review, but um, it's always a little long area. Said, look, we come up and alone and we'll see what we can see what we can do. So I knew there was a, there was a, a chance of a permanent man. I think uh, I think it was probably there's me having a look at Liam, having a look at Sheffield United, which, I, which I've been up like I knew what I was stepping into, having, having been to the. And a lot of important games and been at the many games and and obviously probably Harry probably Harry having a look at me thinking uh, what you know what what's he like because I've gone through I've gone through like a bad stage and um, and uh, you know, personal private life and 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 he probably wanted to look and see is he still hungry or is he is he not has he lost his uh, lost his way a bit so uh, you know I definitely hadn't done that I've definitely you know knew that it was important that. And I was fit, I was strong, and I was ready to play. And uh, and the things went went you know went really well. And it wasn't long before we was, you know it was making making it permanent. Was, was there a good? Um, sorry, Dan, go on. So I was I was just going to say obviously making it permanent. It was it was a different kind of transfer to most transfers in the fact that obviously the club funded some of it, and then the fans. And I, I, I funded the rest. Yeah. <laughs> Did you buy some tickets to buy yourself? Every, I mean, obviously, that time it was a big social. So every Saturday night we'd be we'd be out somewhere. 
and we'll have a midweek night as well. We'll all have a we'll all do train on a Tuesday or Wednesday. So come on, we're going out. Um, and it, so it was, it was that was quite big. That was the good thing about it. You know, you you, you the camaraderie and the boys all being young and having, and having a good time together built built a good bond. Every time I went out, someone would come up to me and said, "Do you want to buy some tickets?" So I'd say, "What?" And they show me the tickets. So obviously, these are tickets for me. So I was caught. I was caught. And if I said no, I didn't want to be here. So obviously, you got to say yes. So everywhere I went, I was just buying box and box and books and books of tickets. It was because it was, I couldn't. I didn't know how to handle it. I, did, I still wouldn't know how to do. I think you still got to buy them, haven't you? You got to buy them. I can't say I got some, mate. Don't worry. Yeah, of course I do. I'd love to go. Yeah, give us a book. You know, so yeah, I bought. Uh, yeah, I spent a few quid on them books. <laughs> it was being fucked. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't, for any of the listeners who don't kind of know the story, obviously we've all played Sunday League and we've all taken a football ticket around the pub after to try and raise some funds yeah. for you know yeah. for nets and for pitches and for that sort of thing. Well, imagine that, but this was to buy a, a full international in the top flat of English football. Um, <laughs> so we had a, obviously there was a, a grand national sweepstake with some of the profits going towards obviously buying buying Glim for the Blades. So I think I, mean, I certainly bought tickets. My family bought tickets. Ian, I would imagine you did. Yeah, I would imagine your your family did. John, not as many as me. <laughs> I must be the only player to have contributed to his transfer his transfer fee. I must have been. I don't know if done that. That's amazing. Did you not get, you not get a place thing. in the national either? I didn't even get coming even close. No, I didn't know. I'm thinking, if I'm going to go, or someone's going to come and tell me I've won. No, 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 no. <laughs> what a brilliant when, story! When you arrived at United, then Glenn. Yeah. When you arrived at United, Glenn, was it there was a real Sheffield? And southerners split in the squad and a bit of banter and everything between the, the sort of groups within the squad. Well, my first, I, I drove, it's, I mean, this, this is a, a, I'm going to be called a southern soft here, but I played for Palace Reserves on a Wednesday morning, played Fulham, and I got in the car with a pair of jeans on and a t shirt. And they said, you got, it got me boots, said, you're going up to Sheffield, you know, you're going online, going to go and sign. I drove up, soon as about two o'clock, up to Sheffield, probably half five, six o'clock. Go out of my car, I'm absolutely freezing. I've got this T-shirt on. It's January. I've got no coat, nothing in the car. I'm like, oh, my God. I've gone to see Harry, and he said to me, um, he said, yeah, you're in, you're in the motorhouse, blah, blah, blah. He says, get yourself home. Vinny's picking you up at uh, half seven. I said, what's happening? He said, boys are going out tonight. They're going, they're, they're going out. So I uh, got picked up. I've signed, six o'clock I've signed, half seven. Vinny's picked me up at the hotel. Gone to gone into uh, in the town, gone to Henry's. Is it Henry's? Henry's one. Gone to Henry's, yeah. uh, and then there must have yeah. been about there must have been about 15, 15 plus lads all all in Henry's having a drink. Uh, and so obviously met a lot of the boys in, and Billy White was there because Bill was there that night as well. Um, so uh, yeah, met all the boys in, and um, it was you know, it's straight straight away. It was uh, it was comfortable. It was got off to a good footing. But there was there was there was I wouldn't put it as a north south divide, but there was. There was, um, yeah, you, there was a few, the, the, the younger, well, Brad's, Brad's, Dane and Mitch were, 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 were good fun. You know, they were, there were always something happening with them two or them three. Brad was always at the, the centre of something. So there was always bits going on. Uh, so it was good. Yeah, great gentleman. That, that night in Henry's wasn't the night that uh, Billy ended up flattening one of the, the Wednesday yeah. firm, was it? Yes, that's it, yeah. Off, um, <laughs> I'm in this place and we're all sat around. Next thing, some bounce has gone. Uh, there's a load of Sheffield Wednesday fans in because their game at Coventry was called off. And they said, they've surrounded us. They're all behind us. And I'm like, what the bleeding there? What's going on here? What am I doing here? 
anyway, uh, yeah, Vinny's gone and took uh, took one of them outside and knocked him out. And I think a glass was thrown at David Barnes on the head and that was it. They all dispersed, lucky enough. But I'm like, well, that was my introduction to uh, Sheffield Nightlife as a Sheffield United player. But uh, never, you know, that was a one-off, but... That was a one-off, but there wasn't there wasn't a, a, a it wasn't a nice moment, no. But thankfully, Billy sold it all out very quickly. <laughs> I mean, any apprehension <laughs> about going out for beer in town after that when you've got Billy Whitehurst with you? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But after that, yeah, I was always making sure whoever Bill was, we was. So don't worry about that. <laughs> Some stories about Billy, I bet you could tell us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll leave them for him to tell you. Then <laughs> <laughs> get a right hander. <laughs> You mentioned what did he class you on your first uh, training session? Pardon? I said, did he not class you on your first yeah. training session? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think we always you always try to you always you always hear him say it, and they always hear the managers say we train as we play, and you know we we train as we, you, you don't you do you, it means an eye tempo and and trying to keep the tempo up and trying to get so you do but you don't go tackling people and and. and now, back in them days, two foot people or elbow anyone or smash anyone, you wouldn't do that. But obviously, some did. And Billy, and Billy, it's accidental. I don't think it was me. But he's a big, strong boy. Billy's come in and I've, and I've, I've passed the ball and he's come in and, I, and I've got a dead leg. And now I'm struggling for Saturday. I've got a real bad leg. It's my foot. This, is, this is on the Friday after the Wednesday. So that that was an eye opener. So all of a sudden, it just oh, you just you just learn. You think, oh, you just keep away from Billy. Or, or not just Billy. There was always clumsy people. And clumsy ones like that, you know, you get there, you get a dig in the ribs or you get whacked. So you just try and keep, you just learn who they are and you keep away from them. But there were, you know, it's, it was, it was, um, that was the first training session. Uh, and yeah, you do learn a lesson and, and just, and like I say, keep away, keep away from it. it was, there was no malice. It wasn't malice. It wasn't dirty or anything like that. That was just Billy being Billy. So one, one player you mentioned there, David Barnes, and I'm asking this because this is one of the things Carl asked me to ask you. You and him had a nickname, apparently. I've got to ask what, what the nickname was and, and how you got it. Something to do with the coaches. Go on, go on. I'm trying to think what the... I'll not start skiing, not start skiing crap. Someone like oh, that, was it? That was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, listen, he, he, is, he is probably the most funniest bloke I've ever been in a He was brilliant. He was such good fun. And he would call, he, you know, there was never a dull moment. Anywhere you was, whatever you did, I mean, he was, a, he, he would just do crazy things. We went to, um, went to an army camp, Western Supermare. And uh, we was, we, we only went for a couple of days, pre-season. And he was learning to play the piano. So he put one of these, you know, these Casio, these Casio portable piano player things, organ yeah. things. He bought one of them. So he's, he's in his room. <laughs> Next door was Jeff. Jeff Taylor, who Jeff must have been about 75 then and uh, had trouble sleeping. But Barnes is on this piano all the time. And anyway, again, we had a night out and he could put it, set it to auto mode. So he'd come in, he turned it up as loud as it would be. This is about three or four in the morning. Put it on to Kukaracha. And it was playing all from four o'clock till seven o'clock in the morning. He put the headphones on his head to try and, keep, to get the sound out and he went asleep. So all you could hear was this piano blasting out and Jeff was trying to bang on, bang on the door to try, and he wouldn't turn it off. He had it on for about four or five hours and you know, with, his, with his, uh, his piano playing. Jeff, Jeff Taylor went bananas the next day. But Barnsley was, Barnsley was, um, was, fant- was the funniest, 
funniest guy. Real, real, real good, good company. Good company. Decent player as well. Better left back yeah. than, uh, than he got credit for, I think. No, no, he was. He was, yeah, he was the he was the best left back up here. He's the best left back at Sheffield United. You know, and he and he he was a bit fit. He was up and down. He was up and down. And he, in fact, he, I loved it because he would be up attacking and then he'd run back and defend for me. So he'd be doing my running. Uh, and we got we had a good understanding. We had a good understanding. It was a shame when he left, really, because he left under a bit of a cloud. I think he fell out with Barry over something, and then that was his mindset. Bang! He was just he was just like he was so single-minded. Said, "I'm going, I'm going." I mean, he couldn't talk him out of it because he, he still he still had a lot to offer. And I thought he, he oh, I think he went to Watford. Did you? Yeah, and then um, and then you know he he, he went too soon really because I, I I love playing with him. He was a good player, and, and again. You know, in the dressing room, he was he was one of the funniest. So he was he was always you got people like that in your team and, and in amongst it. You know, you you got you got a good chance. So obviously, we went on this we went on this run of seven games unbeaten, or seven sorry seven wins on the bounce. One of which was obviously a one 0 win at Sunderland, where where Jock got the goal. Um, but you were involved in an incident, shall we say, at Sunderland? Yeah. Um, Bradders has already kind of given us his version of events. Uh, <laughs> he's he's kind of. Do you want to tell us your version? We can kind of then we can tell you what Bradders says. Yeah, well, um, well, we knew we knew it was it was a it was a big game. Obviously, we're both down the bottom, and it's always hard going to Roca Park. Uh, but I think Jock scored, didn't he? Uh, Ian Bryson yeah. scored one 0 and I was marking Gordon Armstrong. So and this this. This is this is this is this could develop into a longer story. It's quite fun. Anyway, I was marking Gordon Armstrong. Gordon Armstrong. I'm, I'm marking him at corners. I don't know why Barry's making mark at corners because I was always in a near post zone and and, and things. But anyway, I'm marking this guy, and I decided that I wasn't gonna. He was gonna make a run, and I was just gonna block him. So as he made a run, I just blocked him, and as I blocked him, he's kicked me straight in the bollocks, smashed me. So I've I've gone down. Next thing, Vinny's seen, Vinny's seen what he's done. Vinny's gone and belted him, so he's gone down. Kevin Ball seen what's happened, what Vinny's done to Armstrong. He's whacked, he's whacked um, Vinny. And then the last person, Johnny Gannon, come from nowhere and Kevin Ball and give him a karate chop, flying through it, and he went down. So his body's strewn all over. Um, and I might now, but you know, I think I think Johnny Gannon might have got booked. The rest of them was, was all right. But well, I'm absolutely fuming now. My head's gone. So I, I, I'm, I'm the, anyway, Harry's, Harry's have seen it. So Harry's got the sub up. So coming off, he said, uh, so he took me off. So trying to calm me down. Anyway, I think he did calm. I was all right. And after that, I was okay. And we won one nil. And then at the end of the game, because all the fans were there, it was a massive win. I've gone walking on, I've gone walking on to the fans. And then the first one, to, first one to come to see me was Armstrong walking towards me. So anyway, I just I put my hand, hand out to shake his hand, and then just I just give it, just clipped him really, give him one. He's he's gone down, so he's on the floor and he's not moving. Next thing, back in them days, you had a you had the the, the police officer commissioner Gordon was with a pips with a, with a cane and the pips and a flat would stand would be in the um, in the in the tunnel area. He's come on and arrested me. He's got me, so he's got my arm around the back. Next thing, Vinny's got hold of him. He's got hold of his hat. His hat's come off. His cane's on the floor. They've released me. Harry's got me. Threw me down the tunnel. Um, threw me down the tunnel, and it's all kicked off. And anyway, I've gone down the tunnel after. 
Um, and be, be fair, the concern was it wasn't the concern what back what I'd, what what I'd banned. The concern was we can't we couldn't afford getting dot points. And Ari was Ari was saying we're going to lose points. We're going to lose points. We're going to get dot points. He was absolutely fuming. Anyway, safely to say we didn't we didn't dot points. But I got a six match ban. Um, I got a six match ban. And uh, I got fined the maximum uh, by the club, and I got fined another load load from the FA as well. So I didn't have any. I don't think I had much wages left that month. But uh, you know, this it's a six game ban was a killer. There was five games left, and then one the start of the season before they knew what they were doing. So that was that was disappointing. Um, but uh, yeah, things that you regret, but things you're doing at the moment. Uh, was that, was, did Brad say the same? Go on, Phil. Tell Brad this side. Brothers was more. Um, he said you said you were going to do him in the tunnel or something. I yeah, need you yeah, with me. Yeah, I, did, did. I said the yeah. I said the brothers. I'm going to do. Yeah, I said hang hang about. But that was when I was fuming. So I'm going to do him. In, that was when I come off. I said I'm going to do him in the tunnel. Brothers, hang about. So just make sure you know. And then and then. And, but then I I'm all right. Then I calmed down. I walked onto the pitch. No, I mean it wasn't. If it could have been. If it wasn't him, I wouldn't have even seen him. Uh, yeah. Anyway, and then I was yeah. I was going to do him in the tunnel. And then I I, just, I walked off and. Thought now I decided not to against it, but then he's coming towards me, and I thought I couldn't turn it. I couldn't turn it down. Do it anyway. <laughs> turn it down. Was it, was it not? Was it not long after that, Glenn? You had like a, a bandage or a cast on your on your wrist. Is that connected? Because no, no, said Dave said you'd done was, it walking the dog. Yeah, that was something else. Yeah, that was something else. Yeah, no, that was um, that was that was. Um, I'm gonna sound like a blooming thug here. That was that was having a fight with a miner in my wife's pit village on a Sunday night. Ridiculous, ridiculous. Oh, I didn't. I don't, I don't know what happened there either. So yeah, that was that was another one. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I shouldn't be talking about things like this really. But yeah, that that was another. One. But the thing was, the thing was on. It's funny. The the the, the reason that this story when when the, the see the video back, but after the game. But to be fair, they, they said to me if, the, if he presses charges, the police were going to lock me up. So I was going to be, they were going to take, they're going to lock me up. Um, but he didn't press charges, you know, thankfully. So I got on the bus. On the bus, we had a karaoke. We won the game. We were on the roll. It's all forgotten about. We're drinking. Got back to Sheffield, gone out. The next thing, we've gone, we've gone out. Um, we've gone into Sheffield, and with Josie's or whatever it was. Um, anyway, there was, there was an old, there was an old guy who was, We'd had a few drinks. Was was pestering, not pestering us, but pestering Vinny and hanging around Vinny. And then Vinny's like half artist, give him a little slap. Didn't know he was. He, and the guys disappeared. Then we've gone to the hotel, the moat house, and we said two rooms. Me and Vinny had a room each, and said put it on Dave Bassett's bill. Um, he said sort of night watchman. Didn't know what to do. Put it on his bill. We we stayed in the hotel. Next day, had breakfast. Gone on Monday morning. Uh, Jeff Taylor's come in and says, um, Vinny. Uh, Odge and Johnny Gannon, Harry wants to see you. Boss wants to see you. So we've gone in. He says, well, Look at the video, boys. Look at the video. So the video shows what I've said right, with Armstrong kicking me, uh, Vinny kicking Armstrong, uh, Kevin Ball doing Vinny, and then Johnny Gannon all of a sudden coming. I think I think Johnny got booked or whatever. Anyway, uh, he said, um, Harry just said, Okay, he said, Feel sorry for you, Gans. These two have got you booked. He said, I won't find you. you know, don't worry about it. Away you go. As he said, away you go. Me and Vinny went to get up to go. And he went, no, 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 no. You two sit down. You two sit down. So we sat down and he says, um, and he mentioned this. He said this name. Uh, I won't say the name was, but this fellow who Vinny slapped was a, a friend of the chairman. And, and he said, uh, what happened? Who's this guy? I said, don't know. 
He said, an old boy. And Vinny goes, oh, I'm not that old boy who I slapped him. He says, yeah, that's him. That's the chairman's friend. He said, and what about the hotel? What hotel? He said, you two have been in the hotel. He said, no, we haven't. Yeah, we haven't. Yes, we have. So he's gone right. So he's gone bananas because we've, because obviously with what's going on on the Saturday during the game, then Saturday night with the chairman's friend, then we're trying to put the bill on Harry for the hotel. Uh, and and we've got, we that's when we got the, obviously the biggest bollocking, biggest bollocking you've ever had and, and got the fines were dished out. Uh, and then you, we moved on. But that was what a day that was. <laughs> An expensive weekend, that, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was very, very, yeah. I'm not sure, Emily. I never come home with a full month's money, I don't think. <laughs> wow. Just started building a pot up after the pain to sign yourself and then end up having to pay that look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what that, that by then that would have been with that 91, was it? Yes, 91, yes. Okay. I'm just trying to think, so probably fast forwarding a little bit. One of my favourite all-time United goals will always stick in my memory. I'm sure you know which one I'm, I'm talking about. In front of Bramall Lane and against Man United in the Cup. Yeah. Talk us through it from your point of view. But that, that's that's the one, I mean, that's, that's the one that stands out. I think, I mean, I think now, I mean, to be fair, there's so much football on. I don't watch it all. Years ago, if there's a live game, we'd watch it. If there's this game, we'd watch it. I think the FA Cup was has been diluted because of all the football. And now, like, you know, the, the, the Sunday FA Cup or the, the Sunday FA Cup was the big game. And that was millions of people tuning in when that was the massive. And, and what, what was good about it was we was in the, we, we had a team that could beat anybody. We could beat anyone on a day. I think we knocked, did we beat Black? Did we beat Blackburn now? Or did we go on and beat Blackburn the next round? Next round. That was a third Blackburn in the, the, the next round. round. Yeah, so that's right. So we so we beat so we, so we, we beat Burnley, we beat Hartlepool, I think, and then I think it was United. And then it was so United were at the top, Blackburn were at the top. They were vying for the for the title, and we knocked both of them out. So you know, we, we knew that we were hand for for anybody. But that day was that day was great. It was purely the best you ever come to go. I think one of Giggs's first game he scores, and he scored the first goal. And then, and then we just had a had a, a free kick, and the, the actual goal, my goal. I just remember, I remember the ball, I remember the ball going up, and I was thinking, I oh, just I thought Brian Gale's gonna he's gonna flip this on, or they're both gonna miss it. So I was moving before they even made contact with it. I'm thinking you can see it. I'm on the way before they even touch it. And when they touch it, I'm there. And that gave me the time to, and I'm, that gave me time to just give it, give it a little bit of thought. I know it happened quickly, but I'm going to blast it. But how many times have you seen, this is actually going through my mind, how many times have you seen Schmeichel starfish and it, it's his big red nose or it comes off his toe? So I'm thinking, I'm thinking that, you know, he's got a chance of saving it purely on what he does. So, I thought I'm going to lob him, so I just dinked it, and he never moved. Did he? he didn't even go for it, and uh, and it, that was that. That's when I hit the back end. He knew it was special, and the only thing I could never never thought on that was when Steve Bruce had that penalty. I'm thinking, oh, we don't want to go back to Old Trafford on a Tuesday night, and luckily he missed. But um, no, good special, special, uh, great, great result. And like I say we just it was on the map, and I think nobody wanted to come to Bramble Lane in them days. I think it was the commentary on top, wasn't it, as well? I think. Yeah. Watson saying, this man's left foot is magic. Yeah. And yeah. we all knew that. But it was like, yeah. just, it, you know, Motti knew his football, knew, knew yeah, you know, I mean, it wasn't just someone, that. Yeah, and when someone says that, and it's in the millions are watching it on TV, you know, that that, that does put you on the map. You know, you got to, I mean, the FA, the FA Cup, make, it gives you an opportunity to make your mark. So you don't get many opportunities. Well, if you play 20 years, it's 20, 20, you get, you get one a season. 
to do something in the FA Cup. And back then, the FA Cup was the be-all and end-all. That was that was the one that everyone loved, and the, and and it was um, you know, and, and it's, it's I don't think it is now as such. But you know, you knew you know you could make a name, and even we we got to the semi-final. I know it been it was heartbreaking to go out there, especially you know who beat us, but. You know, you can you can look back with pride on that, and it's, it's you know it's, it's it's one that's one that I always fondly remember, and and and, and it's still nice to be talking about it. It's nearly thirty years on. Is that one of those things you do when you when you kind of finish playing? Do you kind of have certain like memories in your career that you go back on? Like you know, like you've like you finished now and you've scored that goal against arguably the biggest club in the world, against yeah. possibly the best goalkeeper that's ever lived, and you've kind of. You basically mugged him off. Do you do you, you know, do you ever actually think yeah. actually yeah that that's pretty good to be fair. That's that's not a bad. You know, yeah, no, I, do, I do. Yeah, I do. I mean, I do. I think the older the older I get, the better I the better I get. <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> you do. You just you, you do. You're proud, aren't you? You're proud. It's it's them moments. You, no one's going to take that away from you. And, and like I said, you're still speaking about it all them years later, and and it's still out there. You know, it's it's this the video still out there. I think there's there's I think I've got an old. VHS tape somewhere, but my dad's my dad's uh, put them on the DVDs, and they're going to be gone soon. So it's uh, but they're, they're they're out there. It's nice when one pops up every now and again. Now I'm I'm on. I don't do Twitter. I'm on Twitter as a pseudonym just to I like all the football stuff and all the old stuff that comes on. I love all the clips and um, all the old grounds yeah. and all the players. So every now and again, one of them pops up there. So it's uh, it, but any any old game I, I, I like, you know, probably. Uh, you know, it's, it's they're, they're good memories and, and good times. So obviously, that's a, a kind of iconic goal. You were involved in scoring in another kind of iconic game, and that was obviously Brian Clough's final yeah. ever game. Um, yeah. And that again, that's one that gets, you know, and uh, you know that football years and, and Premier League years comes up on the, on Sky. That's a goal that we see fairly well, regularly. Yeah. Again, again, that that is again. You've got to pinch yourself because. He's called the winner against Man United. You know, Brian Clough. Who there's a, there's a great documentary on. Uh, I think it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, I'm trying to think what it is. It's just come out about the team that won the European Cup with Brian Clough and Peter Taylor. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It is fantastic. And when you're watching this man work on what he did and who he was, and you think all of a sudden we've gone and we beat him in their own backyard, scored, gave scored two Mitchum boys, uh, and basically sent them down. Um, and I think Roy Keane was playing in as well. So, you know, I think Piercy was injured, but they, they, they still had a good side. But um, but even to, you know, even to to go and, and, and play against this team, which I was lucky enough to play Wimbledon in the third division, we knocked them out in the Old Milk Cup. We beat them 2-0 at home, which I scored again, and we drew 1-1 away. So we had, we, you know, we, it was it was great to play against, good to play. It's like when, you know, Sir Alex Ferguson is, is in the dugout. I mean, I've, I played for Man United in a testimonial against Crystal Palace in, I can't remember what it was, it was at Blackburn. So probably 2000, 2007, 2008. Uh, and I was in the dressing room, in the, in the 1990 dressing room, I was in the dressing room with Ferguson and Mark Hughes and Pallister and Bruce and all these things. And, I, and I'm, I'm, you know, you, 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 you do pinch yourself as a football fan. To actually be in their company is great, but then you, you know they're not taking anything away from my ability. Or I was because I'm more than comfortable and happy that I could hold my own there. But you know it's it is, it is great. It's great that you know you've seen and persons and and you know, I know you've done well against these people. 
with with Mark Hughes, obviously you spent, you know, um, you've played with him for Wales as well. How did how did you? What's the family connection that got you sort of playing for Wales, giving you a, a lad from Streatham? Well, that, but I've got yeah, I've got to give credit to my dad. I know I'll give him some at the start. I take it all back. Uh, it was uh, it was born in Swansea, so um, he, he came out to London when he left the army. Probably twenty was he twenty years old, twenty one, and stayed up there. And, um, and yes, yeah, Streatham Mitchum. He had a he had a, had a family business in Brixton. So then, what, what happened then was when when you join a club or you can you come you, you you come as a scholar or an apprentice, then the club cut the number of secretary says can you do qualify for Wales? What you got to qualify for Wales? It's your parents or it's your grandparents. I said, oh, my dad's Welsh. So and then they let they let the they let the um, the home nations know whatever country that is. They let you know. So um, I played for. Uh, lucky I got in at Wimbledon as quite young. I was seventeen when I made my debut. And in that FA Cup, again FA Cup. FA Cup, we played Wrexham away. Uh, and Wrexham away had a good side there in the second division. And Wrexham were good. And we played up there. And Mike England, the Welsh manager, Welsh team manager, was watching the game. And after my performance there, I get called. Well, I, I, I got invited to. Um, I got invited for uh, to a training camp. This is the this is the Welsh under 18s, the Welsh youth team. They were playing. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna play Ireland, uh, Republic of Ireland. And the winners will go through to uh, the European Championships in Germany. This is 1980-81. So um, I got the letter through and I've gone to my dad. And my, well, my nan was living there, my Welsh nan, she lived with us then. So I've got this and, and my nan's like, oh, you've got to go and play for Wales, you've got to go and play for Wales. And my dad's, and my dad's got, man, Derek Rardy came and he said, then you, if, if I chose to play for Wales in the youth team, I then couldn't change at 21s or couldn't change at, at you know, national level. I know, I know people have played for, at a national cap uh, but it wasn't wasn't a qualifier, then they can go and play for another nation. Them days, once you chose, wherever you chose, you couldn't you couldn't change. Um, so they said they said turn it down, don't do it. So I'm just I'm thinking turn it down anyway. I, I did. Uh, anyway, the next thing I get a letter through, they qualified. I'm in a squad of sixteen to go to Germany to play Germany, Greece, and Belgium. Um, and uh, and the only two people, the only two players in that national squad, and that was me and a guy called Dudley Lewis who was playing for Swansea. The rest were playing youth team football or reserve team football. So um, I've come back and my nan's going, you've got to go. I said, yeah, I think I'm going to go. And my dad said, don't go. And and Darryl Grady said, no, don't go. And I just said, well, I said, I'm going. I said, how can I turn that down? I said, I'm not going to. I said, I want to go and play. Anyway, I, I went. I, I went to go. I went and played. Played. We got beat 5-0, 5-0 against Germany, <laughs> um, which, which was, again... Played at uh, Schalke, come down, come down on his escalators to the pitch. It was like all the schoolboys in. It was like forty. It was, it was, it was. Um, me and Mark Hughes midfield. I was left midfield. He was right midfield. Got beat five nil. Then we played uh, Belgium, beat one nil. I scored. Then we played Greece, beat them three nil, and I scored again. So um, I, I, I loved it. And then after that, it was a bit. After that, um, I came came back, carried on playing, and I got called straight into the twenty ones. So the, it was a bit like playing for Wimbledon. You could you could progress quite quickly. So I went I went uh, youth team straight away into the twenty ones, and I got my first cap when I was twenty one. So you know four years later, nineteen eighty four, I'm playing against Norway in Toronto, um, and we, we lost one nil. But uh, it was you know I'm thinking that, you know, that was my decision to go. My dad said don't, but I think deep down he wanted me to go. But you know and that, and that Welsh decision, obviously the relationship with Mark Hughes. Mark Bowen, who was also in that same team, that same group, we all came through together, Clayton Blackmore, and and, uh, and stayed in touch and 
it's helped me in good stead in my, in my coaching career. And I'm like, so it's been great, Mark, working with Mark Hughes. Some of those names you've just mentioned, I, I was looking at the, the kind of Welsh setup that you would have been part of around them. That was a good squad. When, yeah. you, when you look at what the Welsh squad has done recently, getting into tournaments, you know, they've yeah. got like Bale and Ramsey, but that squad you were part of, you know, you Rush, yeah. Hughes, Saunders, yeah. um, obviously yourself. Self. Yeah, Southall, Ratcliffe, Phillips, yeah. Horn. These are good players, aren't they? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, we got close. We, it was close a couple of times. I think the, the, the I mean, again, my first cap was 84. My last cap was 96. So for 12 years, I was, I was you know, representing the country. There were certain times that, you know, it was maybe a season I didn't. Or I mean, and at them times, I probably got, I got 18 caps. So it's not it's not great when you think of that at the time scale, but I, I, I blame uh, Ryan Giggs and you know and obviously bless him, uh, Dave, uh, Gary Speed. Yeah, uh, it was something ten years we've lost him, so God bless him. But if it hadn't been for them, I'd have got hundred caps because they played in my position, so I, I, I was struggling then straight away. That's what that's my side of it anyway. If you're going to be behind two players in a position, Giggs and yeah. Speed, that's that's fairly that's fairly decent company to maybe, be in. Maybe not hundred, maybe not hundred. I might have, might have got fifty, but anyway, that, 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 no, there was. Uh, it was a great, it was a good squad. And um, I think 94, Bowden missed that penalty, you know, which I don't know, you know, you've got all them, like you say, you've got all them star players. Yet no one wants to step, one wants to step up and take the penalty. That was, that, you know, you, you, you scratch your head on that one thinking, oh, come on, boys, you know, and, and I feel sorry for uh, Paul Bowden who missed it, but that was the closest we got. Um, but, yeah. but they were good. The campaigns were good. The campaigns were good. And, and you know, we, we, we you know, they, they were great. They were great. Good games, and we went, you know, all over Europe. And again, it was like the camaraderie. You have, you have, you know, the night outs, and we, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was great. I really enjoyed, really enjoyed the Welsh, the Welsh thing. Yeah, because obviously, obviously like, I was just saying, you obviously were involved into in the managerial side of things with Wales as well. In 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 a yeah. period, so obviously you got you talk about that star-studded period when you were playing, and then. Obviously, Gary Speed, you mentioned before, it was 10 years since yeah. he died at the weekend. And on Sky yeah. Sports News, they were sort of saying how, um, not obviously when Mark got a new job and John Toshak over th- was in charge, and then obviously Gary ended up getting the job. They talked about how he sort of like changed things. Do you think like that those changes that Gary put into place for Wales were long overdue because obviously there was ultimately quite a lot of talented players, but, you know, not never quite making it to a tournament or anything or. I think, I think, you know, it's it, Wales, Wales have come massive. I think Mark Hughes, Mark Hughes, you know, Eric speak played on the mark. So he instigated a lot of it. I mean, I think, I think my remit was, my remit was when I went for the Welsh under 21s, Mark said to me, we got we got players. You got players from you know from the spectrum. It could be you could get a league two. You might get a Welsh. I used to get a Welsh. You know the Welsh non-league boys in. Maybe get one up just to just see how it is. But then you get you'd get a couple from Man United. You get one from Arsenal. And then so he just said, look, you've you've got to make sure them boys who are coming from Arsenal, Man United, it's got to be seamless. They've got to have the you know they've got to be seen as having the you know the hotels have got to be right. The travel's got to be right. Um, you know the the, the coaching has got to be spot on. They're getting, they've got good coaches. They want to, we want them to come back. We don't want them to come back going, the coaching was shit. I ain't traveling on that coach. And, you know, he said, these, you know, the, the whole 
the whole thing, the whole philosophy has got to be correct. So I always remember him saying that. So, you know, obviously it kept me on my toes because you want, you want to make the, you know, you want to set up right. You want to do things correctly. Um, and, and that's, um, and that, that's, that's how it was. So I think it, it was laid, laid then. And I think, and I think then the hardest thing for Wales was to get in the committee and the people who funded and the people who put the money up to see that, to see that because you've got committee boys who, who old, old guys, bless them, who, you know, they, they, they were starstruck. They weren't, they weren't, you know, they, they were leading the, an FA, but they didn't know what they were doing. So you had to, you know, you had to get them to steer them in the right direction. I think years ago, you know, you'd go on a, you'd go on a plane and the first class, all the committee would be on the first class and get all the best seats and the best rooms. And we'd be all split, like two in a room. And split. It was, it was completely, you know, they got all the best of everything. They had the, the committee took the, so it was a while before they realised that they'd take a back seat. I think I remember Terry Yorov said that well, they played the Fairs Cup once years ago and uh, they, they had to leave one of the players behind because the committee had took all the tickets and one of the committee boys wouldn't get off the bus. That's a true story. So they had to leave a player behind because he couldn't get on the plane. So that's, you know, it's come a long way to that. And, and like you say, it's interesting now talking about just even little things like travel at under 21s, getting it right at that level just sets the tone, yeah. doesn't it? And I yeah. think you, you only have to look at, it's obviously very different and, but like with England, I think that's why Southgate is has been as successful as he has because there's an understanding of the process that's happened when these when these lads have been in under under eighteen, under nineteen, under twenty one. Yeah. You know, setting the standard for playing for England. Like I think yeah. Southgate talks about he he much preferred playing for his country than the club side. Now I don't think any Englishman said that for a very long time until like maybe the last four years. It's not been. And, a lot of people don't speak it about international football in that with that sort of pride, but then that's what what's happened with Wales in recent times as well. Yeah. well the form of Wales, well, yeah. Well, I mean, working at working at, obviously with Blackburn in Man City. I mean, I know there was I know there was some Man City players who didn't who didn't want to go away and play for their country because they saw that as an holiday to Dubai with a family and kids, so they were turned down an international cap. And go and chance to you know go and chance to play. I mean, I say play never to go and play for your country, be an international. And they said, and they said, no, no, no. Like they play in Armenia away or Georgia away or Azerbaijan. We played Azerbaijan. We had to stop and refuel. That's how far that is. I know how far that one is. But they would rather go. They'd rather go on the beach than to go and play football for your country. So you know they're the ones. They're the ones you're up against. So you know you've you, you've got you've got to make an environment that. That they yeah that they like and they want to, they want to come back to because these boys are multimillionaires and they can afford to buy can't they? I'm not, well, you've got to do the right travel or they'll they'll get their own private jets. And you've got to have the right hotels or they'll check out and go into the suite next door. So the game's changed massively. I want to go back um, go back to United a little bit, Glenn, if if that's all right. Just yeah. one more thing that that Carl's just struck me that Carl asked me to to ask about something to do. With the trip to Scotland. What happened in a trip in Scotland? Was that a, a party trip away or a pre-season tour somewhere? <laughs> I think I mean that might be where the stars. Your nuts thing came up with me and Barnes. I think is that the ones that he's trying? Is that he's touching I think on? So it might be relieved. Yeah. yeah, we just now we've just had too much to drink and we were trying to get home. We couldn't get a taxi, so we we commandeered. We we jumped on a on a bus full of old billies. And uh, and told him we was police and tried to commandeer the, the thing to take us on. So we hijacked the bus. We hijacked the bus. 
So yeah, we was on there trying to trying to yeah trying to convince them. We was on there for absolute ages. They were going mad at us, but we, they they obviously we got thrown off in the end. But yeah, we couldn't get home, so we tried to uh, tried to get a lift home by <laughs> taking over a bus. I mean, extortion of OAPs fighting with miners, Glenn. This is it's quite the you know, CD, isn't it? You know what? I'm glad people never had cameras in them days. The phones, the phones, what we got up to and what things that happened and people were all, all filming you now. The wonder the boys don't go out anymore. <laughs> Mother Wells. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, I think that's the story, yeah. That's the story. The Starsky and Crutch, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd swear that. He'd come back nicely. <laughs> John, you were saying that Glenn scored in your first game for United. To, to yeah, I... A one-all draw with Reading. I think you took the penalty, and we and we drew one-all. Shaka Hislop was in the net for Reading. I was right. very, I was quite young, um, and yeah. So there you, you go. Yeah, you don't remember what you. I don't. I don't. Do you know what? I don't remember that. Some people say you scored, and also I don't remember that. That would have been about March '95. That. The Bram Bramall Lane. Yeah, and it was when yes. the Blades fans sat on the Bramall Lane lower tier. For whatever reason, and I was I was down there, yeah. So right, there you go. Right. He scored past Shaq Islot one all. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and obviously, the manager then then would that be? It was still Harry, and then the Kendall, season Kendall? after. Yeah, yeah. The season after was the How diamond was Kendall, hit when it started to go a bit wrong for Harry, and obviously Kendall came in. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, I remember. Yeah, it was Howard. Howard Kendall came in at, at the end there, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Again, that was um, that was the end. Of, that was the end of me there. Although I, I probably I did instigate that to be fair, because I was coming up thirty three, uh, and he took over in the January or February, I think. And then you could get my contract was up in the in the summer, but then there's hundreds and hundreds of players up, and I knew at thirty three I, I needed to get a, a, an head start on that. So I went and see Howard Kendall and just said, you're not playing me. I need to play. I wanted to play. I could have probably sat there and, and, and sat. and But I don't, want to, I don't want to sit there. I want to go and play. So uh, I said, um, can, can I get a free? And you could, when the deadline day was the end, the last Thursday in, in March, remember that? Last Thursday in March, you yeah. could get the, um, the deadline day before the windows open, um, the old transfer deadline day. So I knew you could, if you let me go then, I could get fixed up before that day. So I went to see Howard and he said, I'm going to think about giving you a new contract. And I had a couple of games left and I was, I played one, I, I was subbing one, didn't play the other. He said, leave it with me. I, I, and I went back and said, uh, and said, uh, you know, I, I still want to go. He said, I told you I was going to think about it. I said, well, you've made a decision. You haven't played me and I've been sub. I'm not having a come. I'm not falling out again. I genuinely want to go and play football. So, um, yeah, I got, I got, I got, I got, uh, I got a free and then went and joined Derby. Um, so, but I mean, I did say he was, yeah, I did say that he was, um, he, he was thinking about giving me a new deal. But it's again. It's I'm new at the end of it. Thirty three. I don't know. You know, you're on, you're on your days are numbered then, really. Um, and I just wanted to. I didn't want to go hang around and hang around and just be a bad pit park. Come on here and come on there. I was somebody who needed to play, and my fitness levels would drop quite quickly. And I wouldn't have done myself justice anyway. So maybe a bit, maybe a bit rash decision, really. But you know, I I, I just wanted to get out and and play some football. What was the highlight of your time at United, Glenn? And probably what was your biggest frustration or disappointment? Uh, that that um, that first that first, when I first come, 
that when I first come that season when it, you know when it just it completely took off you know and and I'm not I'm not aware we we finished about 14th or something did we go uh, that first year I'm not, I can't remember where we actually um, where we finished but we went from bottom and, and, and flew and went on a run of games that um, and then and again the, the the off the back of that I think the season after the season after uh, was was tremendous you know so we we sort of carried it on. Um, and that, that so probably the first I joined in January, so I'd say the first eighteen months, thirteen months, eighteen months were brilliant. I think after that, what was that? Yeah. Are you still there? Yeah, man? I'm oh, sorry, I've got a bad line. I've turned the camera. Sorry, off. yeah, the screen's gone. Right. Um, I think after that eighteen months, so if I joined 91, 91, 92, 92, 93, I think the end of, when they when they when when we sold Brian Dean, that was that was a, a low point because. Obviously, obviously, he's, you know, he, he, people are going to come on him. He's a, he was a fantastic player, um, but he was scoring 20-odd goals in a side that was in and around the relegation. But because of him, you know, you, 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 you're going to get them goals. You'd stay up and you'd, you'd stay up and if everyone else contributed, you'd, you'd say, blow mid-table. If you have a great season in your mid-table, you'd up a bit. You know, we, we could, like I said to you, we knew that we could beat anyone that day. There was no reason why we couldn't finish top half by in top 10 and then keep kicking on. But when they sold Brian D, I'm not having to go, uh, Justine Flo, he was a great kid, loved him. He really, really good guy. But, you know, you, he's he's got big shoes to fill because how do you replace that 20 goals? Where does that come from? So then you knew that, you know, you got your backs to the wall. And... Your Stein, your probably didn't, didn't, wasn't as prolific as Brian Dean. They're two different animals. They both got their strengths, uh, the different strengths. But you know, it was, it was a, it was a massive, a massive piece of the jigsaw got taken away, uh, and we, we never filled that void. And that's how big a player, and that's how good he was. But you again, you you like Dean, but yeah, yeah, you didn't stand his way. He was going to be asked to keep him there. You know, he, he wants to go on and he, he wants to go on and, and be the best he can be, and he. He had a great career, played for a long time, and uh, it's always great to see Dino as well. But you know, he it was it was such a big player that you, I knew that was that was a that was a real low point because I'm thinking, you know, who's who's making these decisions? And I know I know it wasn't Dave Bassett. I know that, and he was as he was as disappointed because he, you know, you, you then you're thinking, Christ, you know, that's one of them things, and it's you know, and it, and it you know, we we obviously went down, didn't we? Although. We nearly pulled it off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one, one of the stories, um, I could refer to him again, one of the stories that Carl told us, it was staggering to be honest, that game at Chelsea, you actually thought you needed to score to stay up, but you were yeah. safe. And you, we kind yeah. of lost the game on the back of that because yeah. we were gung-ho, whereas we didn't need to be. No, well, we, yeah, we, um, we we went ahead twice. I think I scored, I scored there as well. I scored the second one. With my knee, so uh, we've gone up, and then they they done us at the end, done us three two, and and then again, them days you didn't, no one knew. There was no, I think there was them days of the transistor radio. There was no phones. There was no. It was like, but it was he was, and he looked at the he looked at the fans at the top of the Chelsea stand where they were, and he looked at our fans, and you're looking, you're thinking, same from here, we're in trouble, you know. And then and then you go in, hoping that someone's going to be a late goal, and you weren't in the dress room, and it was like, oh, unbelievable, unbelievable, because. Yeah. Because we went ahead twice, and I'm thinking, oh, we're all right here. And when I got the second one, I'm thinking, yes, come on, come on. And we, you know, we didn't see that defeat coming. But you also, and again, it was a back in mind. You knew that you could, like you say, you could have got beat and still stayed up. And Ipswich getting a point at Blackburn 
that was that have they gone and got a point there on Wimbledon doing what they did at you know and that that was obviously a massive inquiry into the match fixing after that wasn't it which uh, Wimbledon letting Everton beat them and then Seager's pulling his hand away and said this is you know I don't know if people know this but this is one to have a look at uh, in fact they, they, they arrested Anne Seager's and John Fashionu on, on match fixing and that game was one of them but you know it's uh, it was you know it's still, it still hurts now he's still scratching head again again I'm not, not saying Brian Dean was a be one end all but it was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a massive massive chunk out of her armory I was in the I was in that third tier up at Stamford Bridge that yeah. day, and just yeah. like say it was it was radios to ears and word passing round, but yeah. no one was really yeah. sure. No. Just taking someone's word for it, and it was yeah, it was the it was the lowest I'd felt as United fan oh. at that point, and for a long time after. Well, we we had, we had booked a, the, the club was taking us to Australia for a three week tour on the Sunday or the Monday, I think it was. I was Sunday off on the Monday. I mean, on the Sunday, I'm saying oh, I'm not going. I don't want to go. I think everyone must have felt the same. And, and Jay, my wife says, you, you got to go. I went, oh, I ain't got to go, I'm going. But obviously, you, obviously you turned up at the airport, not, 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 you know, you're looking at each other, not a word was spoken. It was it was horrendous. Um, but having said that, you know, the trip after three weeks with the boys, you get, you know, you get a few drinks, you move on, and, and it, like, you just got, you, you can't look back, can you? You just think, right, sod it. Onwards and upwards, enjoy the trip, and let's, let's, let's go next season and get promoted again. That's all you can do. That took a while, didn't it? Was that, was that the Australian trip where, they, where Harry discovered Doug Hodgson? And Carl Veer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how he signed Doug Hodgson. I've done him. I beat him for pace at the Wacker. Paul's going over the top. I've done him for pace and smashed it in the top corner. We beat him 2-0 when he signed him off the back of that. <laughs> <laughs> I've never beaten anyone for pace. No, you yeah, signed Dougie. Dougie was brilliant. Dougie was brilliant. And Carl Veer, um Dougie actually joined us on the trip after that because he came. He came with us because we went from we went to Perth, went to Adelaide, went to Sydney, and went up to Brisbane. Uh, and it was uh, yeah, that was uh, that was yeah, it's a good place, Australia. That was a great trip. Well, although obviously the, the, the things the relegation still still rankles with you, still still stinks the place out. So, just to pick it up a little bit, then after after the. The disappointment of of getting relegated. One one thing I don't know if you've had a chance to put it together. I asked you if you could put a, a one to eleven together for us of, of players, and I know you've you've probably touched on one that I, I'm guessing's got a good chance of being in there. Who, who else would you have in who's, the one? Who's that? Well, you, you've been back. To oh yeah, 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 haven't you? yeah, yeah. But I, I weren't sure what you asked me. I've, I've, I've been I've been to be fair. I've been looking at it. I weren't sure whether it's going to be Sheffield United players or it's going to be. Uh, just the team, the people who I played with. Um, I mean, I've got, pardon. Whatever you want, either way. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, again, I've got, I've got I've, the goal. You start the goalkeeper, and I'm thinking the, the standout. What obviously the one that, that I've got is, is Neville Southall. But then you're thinking Dave Besson played for England. Once was the only goalkeeper ever to save a penalty in the FA Cup final. Was a, was captain, lift the FA Cup. What a player he was, and but Neville's got to know. But also you got. Trace that we spoke about, what goalkeeper, Alan Kelly, two good goalkeepers. And the one, the one that brought back memories was Mel Reese, um, which sadly um it still upsets me now. Sadly, we lost him. Uh, and he is it's in March, it's 30 years, it's 30 years in March, the, the March the 20th, he came up to Sheffield because he rung me. Harry had put him in a guest house 
And he said, the place stinks. He said, I can't stay here. So I said, come, because I knew him from Watford. I gave him the number. He went from, I was living in Harworth then, which is near Baltry. I gave him the number. He drove all the way to my house. And he, and the baby had just come home. My firstborn baby, Christy, had just come home that night with my wife. And he'd come and stayed, he'd come and stayed a couple of nights with me because he was disappointed with his, with his, uh, with his digs. Anyway, we got him in and he, he changed it. But uh, Mel Reese was, Mel Reese came up in my thoughts there. Um, who's another another great a great goalkeeper who's sadly we missed, but Neville's got the nod on them. Um, you want me to just go from go from like what, that, or what, do you want what formation, Glenn? What what are we lining up? Uh, oh, do you know what? Four four two four four two four <laughs> four two four right back. And now this about about players I played with. I'm about players who I thought were, were good players. You know, I've got down. I've got I've got two down here. One's John Anderson, you won't remember, in 1987. He was a flying Northern Irish, where what a player he was. But the other one who was disappointed... Yeah, Newcastle. Left, yeah, Newcastle, sorry. But the one who, one who left the club prematurely when I first came up was Chrissy Wilder. What a good player he was. He was a good, a good baller, and, and he I don't know if he fell out with Harry as well, but oh, Harry didn't fancy him. But I couldn't believe it when he, when he left. <coughs> it, 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 he was a he was a good right back and he could play. He was a good footballer. So I've got him in, I've got him at right back. Left back, I've got a choice of two. We've already spoke about David Barnes just because of the personality he was and and and, and the way he played and his energy, but also he just gets beat by Nigel Winterburn. Nigel Winterburn was at Wimbledon with me and then went on to Arsenal and won everything they everything they, he could win. And he formed part of that, you know, that, that I think the invincibles, he was he was a top player. So I was fortunate enough to play with him. Uh, I've got Vinnie in at number four. Um, Vinnie Jones at number four, but also there was a kid, you know, there's a young lad called, well, no, he's older than me, Stevie Galliers, who, who Wimbledon signed, uh, who went from the fourth with me, with us, to the top division, and he was a good, good player. But Vinnie, Vinnie will get the nod there again for his personality and leadership. Was Vinnie, uh, was Vinnie a better player than he gets credit for? Yes, I think, he was. I think he was. Yeah, they did. They, 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 you know, he didn't care what they thought about him, but. He was a, he was a good footballer. You, you can't you're not going to play at that level just by kicking people. And you know he knew what he was doing. He and and as you know he did get as a leader. He know he, he's known he looked after himself. He knew what he knew. Every you know that's how we brought up. We knew everyone's jobs. We knew what I was meant to do. I knew what they were meant to do. And if he didn't do it, you go oh it live and out. It was key for that. And also he it's a roll his sleeves up and and it was the first one out and the first one in and as you know he was. He, he was he was a very effective and what I liked about Vinny is he, he had that belief and it doesn't surprise me what he's doing now. It doesn't surprise me. I saw him a couple of years ago. He came to the Wimbledon game. He came to commentate. Uh, we played West Ham in the Cup and he came in with me and Wally. He had a cup of tea. He's no different. He's no different. But the belief he had, you know, he, 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 could, do, he could be anything and do anything. He wouldn't be surprised. He could end up being Prime Minister. That's the sort of personality he is. Um, so, Hollywood, Hollywood star now doesn't surprise me at all. Um so have a look. Uh, Kevin Ratcliffe, centre half. What a player he was! There's another one. Everton have got a, uh, Everton have got a good thing out as well at the moment. A good documentary that he's in. That very good. Now I'll go. I'll go for. I'll go for a, a, a Mark Morris. You probably remember Mark Morris. Yeah. He played at Bramble Lane. Oh, we was apprentices together. Uh, we came through the youth team together. Got in the Wimbledon team together. Uh, Came came on the journey from Wimbledon to when we went from the fourth to the first. He went to Watford first. I ended up going to Watford with him, and then he ended up going to Sheffield United, and I went to Sheffield United with him. So our paths across. 
what I like about Guppy was his nickname was Guppy. He had the biggest art, and he he, 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 he he'll tell you this way. He wasn't blessed with talent, but what he what he did and how how he how he performed and and what he was, he was he was absolutely brilliant. So I put I put Guppy in there again as an old an old. Why was he uh, called Guppy? Because when he used to wed the boys, Why was he called Guppy. Guppy? Because when he used to wed the ball as a kid, his mouth used to open like a guppy, so he looked like a fish. <laughs> <laughs> so he was doing head in practice, and his mouth kept coming open. Like, you, so he's got a nickname called Guppy. I mean, you can't, you, you, you break your jaw doing it now, but he was a bit young, he put his head up, and he'd make that guppy mouth. And just that was always called Guppy. <laughs> uh, right, number, right wing, uh, Dennis Wise, again. Why is he, why is he? Could start a fight in an empty room. Him, he was, he, he was, he was, he was brilliant. He was brilliant. Another one. He went on what he went on to achieve with Chelsea, uh, and they their captain for years and years and years. You know, I, I like Dennis. He's a good kid and a good footballer and tough and tough and knew what he was doing. Uh, so he's he's on the right wing midfield. Paul Gascoigne. Um, I went to Newcastle with Gaza. Uh, and he, um, he, he was, he was, I thought it was Gazanay, he was, he was probably about 18, 19, just got in the team. And I'd just gone up, I was up there on my own, just at a, at a club flat at the time, just trying to find out where I wanted to live. And he would be, he would go, he, he would, he would go training and then he'd say, you coming fishing? I said, what do you mean? He said, I'm going to go fishing. So what are you going fishing for? He says, I'm going to go night fishing. I said, you've got training tomorrow. He said, yeah, don't worry, go night fishing, come back, train. So you come in fishing. Where are you going? He'd do a week of training and night fishing. He would do that for a week. It was it was absolutely nuts. And he'd do all these off the wall things. And he'd stay sometimes. He used to stay at the flat. He'd stay with my flat at, at times as well. So I knocked a, I knocked about with Gaza quite a lot. But when he when he what a player! I think he's he's one of the best, if not the best player I've ever played with and against. He was he was phenomenal. So um, he's was in there. He, was he one of those players that before you went to Newcastle you were aware of? You can't yes. aware yeah, of yeah. Him and... you know, yeah, you know, you know, you know. And I think, I think, I think if it, there's, a, there's something out there where Dave Bassett cheekily tried to buy him when he was about 16, 17 for Wimbledon. And there was a little spat between the two clubs because Wimbledon were trying to nick new, and, but obviously they knew what they had and he was going to be, he was reaching for the stars. And then with cheekily, I think Bassett tried to cheekily try to sign him. Or there was an article, there's something happened between the two, but we did, no, we did, we was aware of him. Was aware of him, but nothing yeah. ever. But when he's training, he was he was off the scale. He was he was fantastic. He's so it was an honor for him. Not a great one to bring up, but you, funny you mentioned the fishing with Gaza because the only time I associate fishing with him is obviously when Raul Mo and he turned up with his yeah. fried chicken in his lager in his fishing yeah. rod to help yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't mean we all know Gaza. He has, he, you know, he's had this got this addictive personality, so it might be fishing. It might be the Wii, he'll, he'll just play Wii for 48 hours or non-stop. Uh, I saw him at a coaching course once and he was he, he, he had dinner together and he, he wouldn't eat his dinner. I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm not, I don't, I'm not eating that now. So what he got, he says, I've got a box of jelly babies up there. So I'm eating jelly babies now. So he was eating jelly babies. He says, whatever it was. And that's well documented that, the, obviously, I think the, the drink again because of the excessive personality, but lovely, lovely kid. And he's a lovely, 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 lovely lad. Uh, and uh, and I hope he's I hope he's alright. I hope he's going to be okay. But it was, what a player! What a player! Uh, we'll move on. Then we've got um, I've got uh, number nine. I've got a choice of two: Ian Wright or Ian Rush. But I'm going to go with Rushy. I'm going to go with Rush. The reason reason being, we do. It's always when you've been training, you have a five aside, and the coach is shouting, "Winning goal, 
And whenever and I shout that out, you know, you could be playing for ages and the coach is thinking, shit, I should have just stopped it. But whenever he shouted winning goal, Russia would go, boom, 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 smash it in the top corner and then we go. It was like he's waited for that winning goal. But many times, I think it's a fluke. He'd do it again. I'm thinking, next day, winning goal, he'd do it again. I'm thinking, it was, it's not a fluke. It's, he was phenomenal. And he's obviously, you know, he's, uh, his record speaks for itself. Um, number 10, I've got, uh, obviously, Dino. Dino, massive, massive, uh, massive part of me up there, massive part of the, the, the days when I was up there in the good days. And like I said, well, Doug, I spoke about him, obviously leaving, left a huge void. Also got Mark Hughes and John Fashioner. Now, Fash was, a, Fash was an handful. He was like the Billy Whitehurst mode and, and he was another phenomenon that, that could frighten the life out of teams and, uh, and players and people would melt around him. And you've got Vinny in midfield and Fash up front. You know, you've got half a chance. So they just they just used to be sustain role teams. Uh, but Mark Hughes as well, again, what a player. Uh, and he went on to play till he was about 40, I think. And he, he went on to about 40 for Blackburn. Um, and uh, yeah, he was he was a top top player. Then I've got I've well, we spoke about him already, but I've got on the wing left wing would be Ryan Giggs or Gary Speed. I think Giggs gets it obviously for his his career and what he's done. But I mean, I've got also to mention here for Dane Whitehouse, what a player he was. Um, and it's such a shame that his career you know ended with that injury because he you know he 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 was uh, I think he could have been anything because he he had gut. He had, he was brave score either foot I think he had everything Dane and it's such a shame he's a, another one it's nice to see him I like seeing all the boys and meeting up with him and he's always he's always good to see Dane and it's just a shame that his his career you know how many people you know who've had their injury, injuries could tell their career but in that time you know the actual chalk space I did play I think anyone who saw him would realise what a good player he was and he could have been top top yeah yeah, such a shame, such a shame. Uh, but he's, 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 I mean, listen, he's, 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 uh, he's, he does a lot of cycling. I think I've seen him. I ain't seen a few of them when I come over to the QPR game on the 13th. I'm hoping a few of the boys, boys, boys are there because it's always nice to, to have a catch up. Well, what an 11 and, and what a bench you'd be able to pick. Yeah, I'll be on. I think I'll, I'll, I might make the bench. <laughs> Mate, it's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's nice. It's nice when you actually sit down and do. I don't do it often. Again, play, and again, players you played against. That's a, that's another one. You think, wow, you know. And, and you know, we spoke about obviously playing, playing in front, playing Man United and, and Brian Clough and his Forest team. But then you, you know, with the internationals and that going, going and playing, going playing Italy twice away and beating them once, and, and Germany and play people like that is. It's uh, it's nice, yeah. It's nice. It's nice to look back. Nice to look back. Whose shirts did you come away with from playing Italy uh, and Germany? I got well. I got uh, I got Hessen Tyler's Germany, uh, Holland. I got Cummins, but not uh, Ronald Cummins. His brother Irwin, but I Irwin. don't understand Cummins. Um, I got Viali's and Conti's. I got Conti's uh, as well. I got his. Um, in fact, the, the Viali we played Italy away. In 87, 88, it was 88. They, they, it, was, it was where the start of the Euros, when Holland won it, I think. And Italy had been away for three weeks in his training camp. And we'd been to Malta to play. Uh, Malta, we flew from Malta to Italy. We were on Lake Garda having a sunbathing. And Italy in the training camp, we're sunbathing. We're having a few beers on Lake Garda. And we played them at Brescia. And they were like, they were, they were, they come out, they were kicking 
and spitting. They were, they were, it was, it was awful. And I'm on the bench. Anyway, when I've just, I've come off the bench and um, I, 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 I come on off the bench and uh, again it caused an incident that caused incident I'm not too proud of, but but absolute caused havoc. Um, and they were all trying to, they were all, I'm lining up, they were lining up to do me. Uh, and then at the end of the game, we won one nil, and you come down the tunnel and you turn right to the hairdresser room and left to ours. I'm just about to go right to go to this one. I think I'm getting a shirt. And Terry Yoff goes, What are you doing? I said, I'm getting a shirt. He said, You can't go up there. He said, You can't go up there. They're going to kill you. I said, well, What am I going to do? He said, I'll go and get your shirt. So he went up and he came back with the Italian number 20, which was quite a famous shirt after uh, Rossi and, and Mbiali. So I got the Italian 20. Uh, and lucky enough, I didn't go up there. But uh, I got a phone call in the hotel telling them they're going to come and kill me, and I got I got letters through the post. Uh, so yeah, I didn't, uh, yeah, I didn't. It's a good result, but um, yeah, another incident. On the subject of Ita- Italian, just actually, a, a friend of ours was uh, working as a translator at Bramall Lane for the Anglo-Italian Cup match, and he, he's told a story in the past where did you did, rather than inviting them into the players' bar afterwards, didn't you buy them a crate of beer and tell them to bugger off to the hotel? We might do. Well, is that one where we all got sent off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who'd yeah, 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 That was. I mean, to be fair, I, was, I, I like them things. You know, I like playing against teams like you know. It's it's different, isn't it? And it's a different. It's a different. It's completely different experience. And it's 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 it's. Yeah, you got the you know the the hullabaloo of the Premier League first division, wherever it is, and you all of a sudden you're coming up against a little. It's it's more of a game of chess, but that was. Uh, I think them days they decided to bring the Italian referee over to referee over here and the English referee would go over there. Well, Harry got sent off in the first half, didn't he? Dave Bassey got sent off in the first half. Well, we had the dugouts over the far side. He got sent off. Nathan Blake got sent off. And I think Charlie got sent off. Yeah. So I'm going to dress them at half time. I'm going mad saying, you know, but going bananas, going, you're going to be suspended for the league and all that. And Harry goes, oh, no, no, you don't get suspended. This don't count. So ten minutes into the second half, I got sent off. So there was <laughs> in the stand, and then the, the shout went up. I think it was news in goal, but the shout went up. They had a free kick and said, "Where's the ball?" And someone said, "They're just sitting over in the stand." There was three of us over in the stand. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was four. Four got sent off, and I don't think we entered that again. But yeah, they 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 were they did it right. And I don't know why they brought the the Italian ref over there. I think part of the experience is didn't have our refs and go over go over there. Days. So, yeah, a fantastic eleven played with, but obviously coached a fair bit. Played with people like Ian Rush, who smashed goals in for some of the biggest teams in Europe. Gaza, probably most naturally talented player yeah. England's ever produced. Ryan Giggs won everything there is to win with Man United, and then obviously people like Vinnie Jones, Dennis Wise, like big big never household names. When you were coaching. Who, who have you come across where you're like, they're different gear then? Like, you know, who, who, who when you've been coaching, have you seen and thought that they're top, top players? Obviously, at Blackburn, there would have been quite a lot of very experienced people. City, yeah. I'm sure you came across some great players too. Yeah, I mean, with, well, Black, Blackburn, uh, we had a good team. But the standout, the standout one there was, uh, was, 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 I mean, he was quite old. He was probably at the end of his career, but two guys. Uh, he was he was unbelievable. What a player in training, every aspect, yeah. and and a, what a guy as well. So he was it, it, just to watch him play. 
I mean, when I was a kid, I used to go and watch a lot of football, and there's certain ones you go and pay to play, go to pay and watch. And, you know, it's an old saying that you don't hear anymore, but I was paid to watch them play. It was like poetry emotion. I think there's the Man City, we signed Rubinho, uh company come in. We had, we had Alano. I mean, Rubinho, he was just like, it's just to watch him train and the way he played, just play with a smile on his face. I mean, he, you know, he wasn't that disciplined. But he he was he was he was fantastic to watch. But although the good thing about Man City as well is they had they had a, they had, they had good crop of kids coming through. They had a good youth team, and the group I took who come from the they won the youth cup and they came in. And in that team, uh, Kieran Trippier was right back. Uh, ben Mee was centre half. Uh, Lorius Carius Lorius is it Lorius the Liverpool goalkeeper? Um, Lorius. Yeah, he was he was in goal. Uh, you had. When 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 um, England played Slovakia in the World Cup, you had Vladi Vyas and Robert Mack. In fact, Robert Mack played against England again recently. So you had them two. You had uh, Adam Clayton, who, who just didn't quite make. There were some real real talented boys. And um, you know, and it was it was every day was was a pleasure to play and and to coach them. And then you watch them as they go on as well. So you know, I mean, we had Chad Evans as well. Chad Evans was in, was in that group. Uh, and you know, even him when he went to Norwich and scored all them goals. In fact, when I was at Wimbledon in, in back in January, I phoned him up because he left Fleetwood. I says, "Come and come down and play," but he got a better offer at Preston and uh, being at North Wadey, and then he didn't want to come down. But there was it was just every day there was uh, the, the players. I mean, Stevie Island at Man City as well, by the way. But uh, Stevie Island, what a player he was! He was he was uh, he was right up there with Rubino. He had a good rapport with him. Then we had uh, added by Eddie Bayor, who scored against Arsenal and ran. If remember the celebration when he ran <laughs> back in front, and then got Julie banned. It was never the same player at since. So it was it was it was great to see the, the team that Mark Hughes was assembling, and the, the and oh, he didn't last. He didn't last, and and uh, Mancini come in and took over, and Julie won the title. But you know most of that team, uh, most of that team was assembled by by Mark Hughes. Um, but that, that Man City was was phenomenal. That eighteen months here was 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 great. I had a budget. I had twenty ones. I had a budget to take them all around the world uh, to go and play. So I, you know, I was going to try and get to Barcelona to play Espanyol on Barcelona. Went to went to play young boys and young boys and grasshoppers. We played them. Went to Hamburg. Played them. Uh, went to Sociedad. Played them. When when the um, they were they're in the they're in the, the Europa League. So whenever we played, whenever the first team played the team, I'll try and get it. I'll try and take my team out. They're doing it now. They all do it now. But I try to get a team, and we'd go and we'd go and take a team. We play on the Tuesday. We'd go and watch the game on the Wednesday. But the boys would fly home. I'd stay out and come back on the Thursday. So you know the way it was. The way you know that that time that 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 you knew it was at a proper club and it was done properly. It was great to experience that, especially after being you know and then going back to Wimbledon and going back to how it was where you know you, you're scratching around for every penny and you're looking for this. You're looking for that, and we haven't got the facilities. So it's nice to have you know, been both sides of the seen both sides of the spectrum. Class, love that. So is, um, was that was that before you were there? Pardon? Did you have Aaron Ramsdale at Wimbledon? No, right. Here's a story of Aaron. Yeah, we did. Here's a story of Aaron Ramsdale. Uh, Simon Tracy was working for England, uh, scouting. And, uh, and and we was looking. We we was I was at Stoke then, and we were looking at a young boy who ended up going Wolf Mannion, who ended up going to 
uh, Will Mannion, who went and up going to Hull. We tried to buy this kid, and Trace said, you're buying the wrong one, Ramsdale. You want to get Ramsdale. He's a first-year scholar at, at Bramall Lane, and he's a Stokey. He's a Stoke boy. Yeah. Anyway, I went to him. I said, by the way, get some, get some eyes on him. Have a look at this kid. Anyway, then I came and brought the 21s team down, Stoke 21s. We played him in in the Capital Cup, wherever it was. And, uh, and Ramsdale played, and David Brooks played. And I've gone back, and I went, again, well, go and buy Ramsdale, go and buy David Brooks. So they are they are fantastic. Two sort of great goalkeeper and what a player this Brooks was. And then there was talk of uh, Brooks not maybe not getting a contract. So I was ready again. Anyway, he signed and obviously he's gone on. And I hope, again, he's not very well at the moment. So fingers crossed he has a full recovery. But a, t- a talented boy there. Anyway, we've gone to Wimbledon. Um, and then we, you know, obviously down in, in League One, League Two, the loans are massive. The loans are massive. You, you, you've got to do your, you've got to know the players out there, and you always go to the Premier League, the under twenty, the under twenty one, the twenty three is Premier Leagues. You always go for the, them, them ones. You always look, have a look around who they are. There's always up and coming. So they said we're looking for a goalkeeper. So I knew Ramsdale wasn't in the Bournemouth side, and I said, I said, what about Ramsdale? And uh, and they said, well, who's he? I said, listen, I said, I, I told them the story. And my nephew is actually works for Bournemouth uh, as head of sports science. In fact, he's just he's, he's now gone to Newcastle with Eddie, so he's part of the backroom staff uh, with Eddie Howe up there, Daniel. So uh, I phoned Dan up and said, "What's happening with him?" He said, "Oh, he can go out online." I said, "Well, tell Eddie, tell him we'll have it." You know, we got we got Ramsdale. So Ramsdale came up in the January, and if you the Wimbledon, he was he, we stayed up. We was adrift, uh, and Wally was the manager. I was number two. And we stayed up uh, the last game. We got a point away at Bradford and we stayed up after being adrift at the bottom. A bit like the Sheffield United story, really. Really, really similar. Uh, they call it Mission Impossible. And Ramsdale was phenomenal. I don't know, they, the, the Wimbledon fans absolutely love him. And I think it's the probably, not having to go at the kid, but it's probably the first time he's ever been relegated as well because uh, he went down with um, Simon took him to, that was it. Simon Tracy took him to Chesterfield. Simon Tracy was a Chesterfield goalie coach. So the season before we took him, we took him to Chesterfield. Then he came to Wimbledon. Then he's then he got in the then he got in the first team at Bournemouth. And obviously now he's he's Arsenal. He's playing for England. So, but he was one that Trace credit Mark McCarr, but I followed them. And you do you, you follow these boys and you think where are they now? What's he doing now? Because you never know when you need them. And and he was probably one of the key reasons why why Wimbledon stayed up. That that boy Ramsdale, what what a great kid and uh, and a great goalkeeper. Excellent. Well, listen, Glenn, I don't know about you boys, but I've fully, fully enjoyed that. That's been two hours that I've been brilliant. Really, really enjoyed listening to you speak. Okay, well, I want because I thought you got a bit boring because you turned the sound off, so I was banging a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's this dodgy London internet, Glenn. That's what we blame. It didn't used to happen when we were when I'm up north. I've moved down to London now, so south of the river, yeah. it's, it's not what it it's not what it used to be like. Yeah, the river, yeah, God's country. That's my that's, that's, yeah, it's the place to be. Yeah, not far from where you are. I'm in Broccoli, so. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Not far from Stratham or wherever. Yeah, you. You, you got your T-shirt on there. It's nice and warm down there, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no snow. Got no snow, no snow down there. Shorts on as well. Yeah. <laughs> Only fans is back. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that for me, I mean, me obviously me and Ian are the same sort of age. Phil's a bit younger. But for us, you know, that, that kind of Bassett era was the, was the best era of being a blade for me. That, that, 
that's my favourite era. So this this has been yeah, this has been fantastic for me. No, special times for me and all. You get you get an affiliation. You play I play for luckily I played for twenty years, and Wimbledon obviously fell into Wimbledon, and that was there was probably eight years there, and then the next one was was Sheffield United. I think I was a bit older, a bit wiser, I had more of an input, more of an influence, and and probably played the best football at Sheffield United. So it's always uh, and it's, it's it's always nice to to talk about it and come on things like this. It's always nice going down memory lane. Um, they're, they're, they're they're good days, great days, great days. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, uh, thanks for your time. You didn't have to come on and it's really appreciated. No, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'll send you some numbers of the boys and see if you can make contact. They'd be good value. Do you, oh, think, uh, do you think Harry would be up for doing it? Uh, it you know, Harry texted me halfway through this. He's just texted me. So um, um, uh, I'll, I'll give him a call. Uh, he, he, he would do. Yeah, I'm sure he would do. Yeah, he's, he, he, he's uh, been nice to get the best manager of all time at Sheffield United on, wasn't it? Absolutely, oh, 100%. I, I, would, I would, I'll definitely put it to him and uh, and the others, and uh, and uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, those who say yes, I will forward the numbers on. If you don't get receive them, they, you know, they, they either don't want to, I can't get hold of them, but I will have a go for you, chaps. No problem. Thank you very much. I appreciate oh. it. Amazing. Thank appreciate it, All right, right. Guys. thank you. Bye bye. Cheers, Thanks, Cheers, Bye bye. So, uh, Glenn Hodge was there. That was really insightful. I'm personally absolutely blown away with some of the players that you were mentioning didn't get into his 1-11 one, one there, lads. That's the best 1-11 to 11 I think we've had. He's on. It, even, even, his alternate, even his alternate picks, you know, he's kind of got two for every position. Put him any one of them and, and, and you've got two great sides there. Fashionu and uh, and Mark Hughes on the bench with Gary Speed's not not really bad, is it? It's like decent way to change a game. I mean, obviously Gaza as well. Um, just unbelievable. Just but what, what a genuinely nice guy and very open. You know, we find that with the players we've talked to from that era, just just pretty down to earth. I mean, look at what he's got on to doing football since in management internationally as well. But just. Genuinely open, honest, and a, a really good company for the last hour and forty-five minutes. Yeah, I've really enjoyed that. I think he, he probably spoke in a little bit more detail about the technical aspects of stuff that he's gone on to learn as well, which has been really eye-opening. Mm-hmm. I've, I've just said it to him. Just really enjoyed the last couple of hours. It's been brilliant. And you know what I thought was fascinating is clearly he talked. Sometimes that like contrast between old and new school can sound a little bit like, you know, like a bit naff, like, oh, it's not like it used to be. But I think what what Glenn put across there was just a love of the game and love of playing, wanting to better himself as a as a man, as a footballer. And I think he's transferred that into his international, uh, with, with, with that choice of his international career, gone on to coach the international level and at, like, well, possibly, uh, the, certainly one of the most successful sides in the country over the last couple of years at City. It's been fantastic. Um, sorry about the audio disruption that you might hear in the middle. I'm not sure how that's going to pan out when I edit this, but um, unless anyone else has anything to add, because I'm looking at my computer and the Wi-Fi issue I might come back, I think we better end it with, as we always do, with an up the blades. Up the blades. Up the blades. Up the blades. <laughs>